Han är hår, jag får två, jag får vinser på. Amen. When I was first ordained a subdeacon, I remember that one of the most challenging parts of my new role was lifting up the gospel book during the Nicene Creed. For some reason, the gospel book at the Church of the Holy Translators where I grew up was double the size and double the weight of that found in most churches. And so as a scrawny teenager who spent more time in the band room than in the weight room, lifting that gospel book high above my head for three, four, five minutes presented quite the challenge. Throughout the liturgy, you'll notice that we spend quite a lot of time lifting objects high in the air, whether that be the gospel's book or the processional cross or the chalice. And the connection between each of these objects is that these particular vessels that are being exalted at these particular points during the service are meant to take prominence. In a sense, these specially consecrated items at the point in the liturgy when they're raised are meant to attract our complete focus and heartfelt adoration. This action of lifting up special objects to bring our attention to them and to display their importance is not simply something that we do in religious services, but also in secular ceremonies. And a good example of this is every year when the Stanley Cup is awarded. Once the winning team is officially announced, a sort of ritual takes place that has developed over the decades around venerating the Stanley Cup. In a sort of liturgical procession, each player of the winning team takes the cup, which by the way is three feet tall and weighs over 35 pounds, and each player takes this cup and lifts it high above their head while skating around the rink. In a quite similar way as we raise the gospel book or the cross or the chalice or any number of liturgical objects in procession, the NHL champions lift high the object for which they have been tirelessly working over the past year. They bring focus and attention to the object of most importance. They make sure that their achievement is lifted so high so that all in the arena can see and acknowledge their victory. Those things that we choose to lift up high, whether literally in the cases of the Divine Liturgy and the Stanley Cup, or figuratively, in terms of the things that we give prominence to in our lives, the things that we focus on, the things that we want the world to see as our greatest treasure and most significant accomplishments, whichever things that we choose to lift up are those things that direct the course of our lives, that will guide our every step, that will influence the way that we think, that will frame all of the ups and the downs within our journeys, and that will ultimately be the things that make our lives worth living. As Christ says, where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. We get to choose which things we will lift up in our lives as the most important, most central, and most precious.
And the world gives us many choices to choose from. Do we lift up our possessions as the most important thing? Do we prioritize our careers as the most central thing? Do we hold up our children as the most precious thing? How we answer these questions will radically transform the trajectory of our lives. And in today's reading from the Gospel of John, Christ gives a very direct answer to the question of what one thing is worth being lifted up as the most important, central, and precious of our lives. And one of the most famous verses of the Bible from John chapter 3, Christ says that as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so too must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whoever believes in him may have eternal life. Here, Jesus Christ talks about himself being lifted up, about himself being that most high thing upon which all eyes would gaze. Those who heard Christ's words, that he would be lifted up, that he would be exalted among them, would have likely imagined him being lifted up on a throne as a king after winning a difficult battle, that they might look upon him and give him glory for his victory. And yet, when Christ talks about lifted up, being lifted up, he's referring to being tortured, mocked, spit upon, and ultimately to being nailed to and lifted up on a wooden cross for all to look at him in disgust and in pity as he slowly dies in their presence. When we see the gospel book being lifted up, we see the golden cover and the ornate images of the evangelists. When we see the chalice being lifted up, we see the beautifully embroidered cover on top of a bejeweled goblet. When hockey fans see the Stanley Cup being lifted up, they see a shiny display of history with hundreds of names of victors engraved upon it. And yet, when we see Christ being lifted up through the accounts in the Gospels, we see a poor rabbi who has ended his three-year ministry with being abandoned by his students, with being ridiculed by his government, and with being rejected by the world. I think that for most of us, being executed by the state in a public spectacle would not fit our definition of victory. Indeed, Christ's victory on the cross is a victory quite different than the winds of the world. It's not a victory that he has taken for himself, but rather a victory that he has given to all. He has given away all glory and honor that is due to him as the creator of all that exists. And he's even poured out his very life, not to take anything for himself, but rather to give his entire self to the world. In choosing to prioritize our lives, not around which victories we can take for ourselves, 
but rather around praising the God who gave ultimate victory to us by accepting other defeat for our sake, we will in turn be able to find something so much more important, more central, and more precious than we could ever imagine. When Christ came to this world, he didn't seek a trophy or a crown to be lifted up as the prize for all that he had done. He came looking that we might lift up our hearts and our minds and our souls, and that all that we are able to give, we might give to him, to be truly united with him, to be able to live in him and be filled by the grace of his life and of his love. When we lift ourselves up in this way, when we lift ourselves up toward him, he in turn looks at us as the most precious thing. He sees us as the trophy that he worked for all season. He'll look upon us and show us to the world as that thing that made all of the blood and the sweat and the tears of his sacrifice for us worth it. All of this being said, a very simple question remains. What will we choose to lift up in our lives? What will be that one thing that we'll choose as the most important thing? Christ is calling each of us today to accept the gift of him being lifted up on the cross for our sake as the most important thing. As the thing that we look up and focus on, as the thing that gives purpose and direction and meaning and joy to our lives. By keeping our eyes lifted toward him and lifting our whole selves toward him, let us come to see the true victory that emerges from Christ's apparent defeat. Let us allow Christ to come to lift us up in his victory lap in the joy of the ultimate victory that he won for us. And with our minds and our hearts raised up high, let us offer praise and glory to him with the Father and with the Holy Spirit. Amen.